BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Camp Report for August the 13th, 2023. Um, very odd day, right? Like they scheduled the practice after the, there wasn't one on the uh, itinerary. There wasn't one on the schedule, but they scheduled one for a Sunday at 1245. Uh, fresh off of the game on Friday night, uh, some guys were, you know, did not participate. It's a whole host of guys. Uh, most notably, uh, Dan Feeney did not participate brandon jones was doing weight work along with dan feeney uh no no shows completely for any team period drills stretch all of it pretty much uh cam smith who got injured in the friday in 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 friday's game uh did stretch with the team was in uniform did some individual work but no team drills for cam smith coach uh kind of alluded to a timeline, and then said there was no timeline. There seems to be this this two week um, period because uh, Omar Kelly, I believe, asked him about whether you know if he was out for the preseason, and the coach uh, Mike McDaniel was not committal to that. Although he kind of alluded to you know maybe sooner, maybe later. Very hard to devise like what's the issue. Obviously, it's an upper body issue. It's not a lower body issue because he was sprinting today um as far as anybody else uh Berrios Braxton Berrios had a cut on his forehead and it's right at the line of where you have your helmet so you know that was an issue so he couldn't wear a helmet today he did not participate um I guess he's going to be out for a few days I have my doubts whether he'll play against Houston usually uh stitches because he did have stitches on his forehead uh stitches are about four days uh three days to heal Four days, you could take them out. Um, ideally, you know, maybe he can play in the game. The game is Saturday. But I would caution against seeing him in any action as far as joint practices on Wednesday. Thursday's a possibility, I would say. You know, they're not tackling to the ground. At least they haven't so far. So uh, I think that that's something that uh, you got to monitor because he's a useful player. He's going to be playing in a lot of a lot of their sets, especially in 11 personnel in the slot. Um, Chosen was back with the team uh, practicing. He did not play on Friday night. Uh, he picked off. I mean, he uh, he took he he started off exactly where he left it last week. He had a good day of practice. Uh, good in some one-on-one drills. Uh, 
looking for looking fast essentially on 101 looking spry um eric azukama uh growing on me by the day like he's going to be a useful player he's going to contribute to this team uh this year you could see it and who knows he might contribute in more ways than than just um a slot guy for tyreek and jalen waddle uh, as far as anybody else that I could notice, um, of course they made some cuts. Uh, Kiki Kuti, I saw him run a couple of routes, uh, nothing of note. Um, uh, let me see anything else as far as cornerbacks. Uh, Jamal Perry was, was out there, did some drills, was not in any of the installs or any of the 11 on 11. Uh, Perry Nickerson was in on 11 on 11. Uh, they ran more mostly, although I can't reveal who was who was on these teams, but it was mostly um, first team stuff against scout team for the install por- portion, and they did work on, which was obvious to me, uh, uh, some Charger stuff, some stuff that they're gonna use for Week One against the Chargers. Um, uh, actually, one coach actually alluded that alluded to that as I was hearing him on the field. Um, and I'll get to, you know, what a lot of people are talking about. Oh, my God, you know, Tuatungavalo had an awful practice. He, he threw a terrible ball to on a quick out from the slot that got intercepted by Noah Gunagani. Noah Gunagani made a nice play on it. He he just, he, he broke on it from the get. And the ball placement was bad. It was a little bit inside, and that's how it got intercepted. Uh, he... Um, he threw up a flag route that, um, which was essentially like an over route because they were running a crosser and then they ran Tyreek over and to the flag. Uh, Tua threw it up for Tyreek. Need to put a little bit more air under it, or not even just don't just don't try the pass at all because it was well covered. Javon Holland picked that one off. The last interception came in in goal line. When he hit Cedric Wilson right in the chest, and it popped up, and Deshaun Elliott intercepted it in the back of the end zone. Um, was he bad today? Uh, he was off on ball placement a little bit, but he did have one eye-popping throw to Julian Hill down the seam for a very long touchdown. Um, but it was very hard to discern what they were actually doing today, as they did some 11-on-11, 11 11, uh, first team, first team, and then they did a large portion of install. Because they were running stuff against scout team, or mostly second team and third team. Um, I know everybody's worrying about the left guard spot. Uh, it seemed to be a two man show exclusively today. Isaiah Wen, Robert Jones. I can honestly say nobody else got any reps with the first team, and nobody else got any reps in install. I guess that is that. Um, Torn Armstead did participate, but was not in any of the eleven on eleven full, uh, full you know full speed stuff. Uh, let me see anything else uh, as far as tight ends. Uh, tight ends very active uh, group today, in and out. Uh, not on install. On install they had a very clear pecking order, but um, eleven on eleven everybody got run with the the first team. And when I mean everybody, everybody. Tyler Croft, Durham Smythe, Eric Saubert, Elijah Higgins, and Julian Hill all played with the first team in several personnel groupings. Um, 
they uh, I can't reveal what they were actually doing with uh, with Julian Hill, but it was some of it was uh, I, I, I'm I'm itching to say that it's to prepare the defense for what a lot of people are going to try to do against them when they play their under coverages and they split safeties. But uh, Tua did deliver a very nice ball on that scene pass to Julian Hill that went for a touchdown against second-teamers and third-teamers, essentially. Uh, I think that's pretty much it as far as you know any of the news of the day. It was not really an eventful day. Usually when you do a lot of install stuff, you know, it's, it's going to be slow. It's not going to be... You know, action-packed. Uh, they did have two 11-on-11 periods where there was some nice play. There was um, some good play, um, especially on the defense. And you're starting to see uh, glimmers of what the defense is supposed to be under Vic Fangio. Um, I will say this. Uh, two guys getting rave reviews from from coaches and others. Deshaun Han, I think, is going to make the team. And he's going to play. Jalen Twyman is another guy that is getting rave reviews. And he was pretty vocal in practice today. Uh, You can see how both will make the team and actually contribute this season. Um, They got, like I like to say, favored nation status. All right. Let's, uh, if anybody has any questions, just raise your hand and I bring you on. All right. Your name and your social. All right. So it was... Emphasis more, it's Nick Vipperman at Nick Vipperman on Twitter. Um, emphasis more on the install stuff with uh, the run game or the pass, or can you talk about that? And what can you say about how they're using the end of rounds? Uh, the pass. Uh, the emphasis in install was uh, passing game. against certain coverages that I can't reveal. It's actual, it's actual <laughs> charger stuff. Like... Um, um, I can't reveal much more than that. It, yeah, it's I actual figured. game game plan stuff, and you could hear it on the field. Uh, Frank Smith, by the way, Frank Smith, very very active as far as like putting together the game plan. Right. So yeah, I can't reveal that, but it was mostly passing game stuff. You guys talked a lot. I mean, I think I think I even remember you last year on the pod talking about you know wishing for more end around and uh, using those wide receivers a little more on some of that stuff. Um, Again, can you say anything about that particular aspect of how what you expect or what you've seen? Yeah, even if a, you're not talking. Go ahead. Yeah, there's been a bigger, bigger emphasis this season, uh, and you know, this is I'm not I'm I'm not revealing anything here. If if, if anybody's gone out to practices this year, you've seen it. You know, they actually call a lot of them in practice. So, and you saw two of them in the game on Friday. So, mm-hmm. so you're beginning to see some of what they're emphasizing with these wide receivers. Um, Eric Azukama is is growing by the day as far as his portfolio, I would say, on this team. And I think he's going to be a useful player. And you saw it on Friday. Like, you know, like he has that look. He's, he's, he's going to be a good one. Seems to be a good way to possibly defeat those dropping linebackers, you know, when they're trying to get back in those middle zones. If you can hit them with that, but I don't know. Maybe you. I'm sure you know more than that than I do. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and also it's also a really good way to play against teams that like to play off coverage or like to play quarters, because mm-hmm. you know usually line up your cornerbacks in, in quarters, uh, eight yards off the line. That helps. Okay, if you're going to give space to to your your wide receivers to run in the rounds, so yeah, yeah, good observation. Awesome. Thanks. 
All right. All right. Your name and your social as I bring you up. Midmoose, uh, Matt ST99 on Twitter. One is, is, is a comma. Could you see him in a, a Debo Samuel type of role? Uh, yeah, like being used in, in a lot of different ways from everywhere on the field, from the perimeter to the slot to the backfield. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Okay. It's, it's not that's, a, what, that's what it sounded like without saying it. You know, that's what it kind of sounded like. Sounded like. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. You know, he I, we saw him in the run game in the preseason, right? And it wouldn't be hard to see him doing other things as well. Maybe fullback, tight end, running back, everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's he's had a good camp, man, and he's had a good, except for those four days that he was out because he was nursing some type of injury that was still undisclosed. Uh, except for those four days, man, he's had a good camp. Uh, like this was this is what you wanted to see from him as far as bouncing back. Like, he's one of the biggest sure. positives of this camp. Easily. I'm sure Chris Greer wants to see him bounce back as well. Yeah, no, Wes Welker. You, yeah. know, you know, remember Wes Welker yeah. has a lot of pull there. So, you know, he's going to okay. – you know, he's he's actually going to call a lot of those shots as far as if he's ready or not to play. And so far, so good for Eric, Eric Azucama. Nice. And the second one is, um, if I may, um, the – Offense, you know, being very inconsistent, I guess, in the offseason. Um, I know there's uh, context as far as, hey, they're, they're trying a bunch of different things. They have wide receivers that you normally wouldn't play with, you know, in and out, in and out, in and out with different wide receivers. Uh, probably trying, you know, more out routes and, and stuff to do different than they did last year. But... Should there be any concern with the offense at this point, or is that just way too, way too much for preseason? Yeah, there should be no concern. It's really hard to discern if there should be concern because you haven't seen the entire offense together. I think it's obvious, like they they need some of those pieces to be healthy, and if they're not healthy, yeah. then they're going to have some issues. If I were going to be concerned about anything on this offense, it's uh, the tight end group as a whole is just not good. You know, and right. then the the guys that are actually really good players that actually execute are just they're limited. Uh, Durham Smythe is limited. Um, you know, Elijah Higgins is incomplete essentially. Julian Hill is a really good pass catcher. There's not much else there. Uh, Eric Sobert's had a bad camp and some bad moments. Um, you know, and Tyler Croft is Tyler Croft. Like you know, I don't think he's a 
I don't think he's useful a useful NFL player. Uh, past being like a tight end four now. So yeah, there was going to be some concerns. It would be that um, uh, that first preseason game. Am I going to discern any concern from that? For I don't think so because three trips inside the ten yard line is actually a decent. Yeah. Game. You know, now you would have liked to see some touchdowns there because they didn't execute when it was time to execute. But you can I, think, I think hit some of those that's in the red zone, at least the one to Barrios. Yeah, and if not, you know, nine nothing or nine, you know, nine six, whatever the hell it would have been, that would have been fine as well. You know, they would have taken some field goals. So you know, I would I would watch uh, some of the components that are supposed to go with. Uh, the wide receivers. Essentially, whoever plays tight end opposite of Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and whoever in the slot in 11 personnel, I want to see if they're actually going to go through with playing different guys other than than Durham Smythe there. Because they do play Durham Smythe in the passing game. He is just so painfully slow, slow that timing is just not right. It's just not, you know, it's just, just it just doesn't work, you know. So he's not a Pisano. He's, he's he's worse than he's worse than Pisano as far as that goes. Yeah, where Pisano was kind of, kind of good at everything, but not great at anything. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. I was I, kind I, of hoping that. Although Anthony Pisano, I believe, was faster than Durham Smythe. Durham Smythe is painfully slow. He is. He just yeah. executes everything really well, and and for for my money, he's a really good blocker. So <laughs> he's going to be useful in the run game. He's going to be useful in the passing game as a pass protector. So. Is Higgins someone that we can see develop next year into something? Yeah, man, I think Higgins is everything that Tanikano was supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that that's – and part of it is being available. Tanikano still is on, on the pup and unavailable, which – and I don't think I don't think he's going to play this year. I think he's probably cut uh, during the season or stashed in the season, and you'll see him next year in camp. But um, Elijah Higgins, I think, is having a good camp to make a case for being stashed. Now, is he a guy that teams are going to go out of their way to, to, to poach? I don't think so. So maybe maybe he's a practice squad player. For my money, I think he's tight end three, although you will never see three tight ends. If I were running the offense, you will never see three, three tight ends out there. So he'll be a depth piece for me. And that's essentially because, you know, we're kind of forced to have that depth piece. But I – He's the only tight end that has upside, in my opinion, out of all of them, including Julian okay. Hill, who's a pretty decent pass catcher. In your opinion, uh, and I know you can't be specific about this. I'm not looking for specifics, but if I if I how about this, if I had to guess, I would say they're going to let Austin Jackson start the season at right tackle, and if he implodes, then they might move Lamb or somebody else there for for. Uh, you know, if he implodes. But other than that, it's Austin Jackson. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a pretty good assessment. Like that's likely what's going to happen. Uh, you know, uh, you can always tell what coaches coaches essentially tell you a story by the reps that they give people and where they play right. them during practice. And then when the games come, you know, they kind of reveal what you get to see. So yeah, uh, that's that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good assessment. You know. All right, yeah. thank you. I appreciate you answering my questions. All right, no problem. Okay, uh, anybody else? Uh, raise your hand and I'll bring you on. Uh, hey, Al, sorry about that. Uh, no uh, ASG84, uh, not 
worth a follow on Twitter, just there as the observer. Um, but uh, first off, appreciate you doing these. These are always awesome to listen in on. But uh, I had a quick question. I have a client who works in the Carolina front office, and they have Devon A-Chain as a receiver in three years. I just wondered your thoughts on that. Uh, I don't see it. He's uh, He has too many instincts as a, as a running back. Although he's a really good pass receiving uh, running back. But he has instincts as a running back that just scream running back to me. Uh, as far as wide receiver, I haven't seen him really run wide receiver routes too much. It's been mostly that, that the running back route tree. Uh, so I, I don't see what they could probably see. It's probably their, their assessment from his speed and size. But um, I think you know if you watch him, he's he's not he's not your normal one hundred and ninety pounder. He's he's put together pretty well. Uh, Chris Kaufman, uh, my partner on the podcast, had a very good observation. He thought that Devon Chain was playing way too fast in that in that game on Friday. And further watch, yeah, you can see it on a couple of runs. Like he's it's not that he's lacking patience. He's just moving way too fast, and he's not letting his running his uh, his offensive lineman set up blocks. And he's essentially outrunning the play. And when you outrun the play, sometimes you're going to see plays like the ones that you saw where he was getting no yardage or one yard on plays that looked kind of helter-skelter, like if they were just like either leads or not even – or powers. And they really weren't. They were probably either counters or zone plays. And he was just outrunning the blocking, essentially, running right into people. Uh, I like to see a little bit more patience, but now nah, he's a running back. I'm pretty sure he's a running back. Does that explain to you the number of touches they're giving him to kind of help things slow down? Yeah, I th- he needs coaching. I think he's going to get really good coaching from from Studsville. He's one of the best running backs, co- running back coaches in in all of football. Uh, that's coaching. That's film work. That's understanding your offensive line. That's understanding play calls and how they're and and how certain plays are blocked. And the timing of them, so you know he's he's gonna have every opportunity. But yeah, absolutely. That's why you're gonna see that. I think that you're gonna see him as a pass receiver out of the backfield. That's gonna be way ahead of schedule compared to to his you know his running prowess. Because if if you look at him as a pass receiver, like you know if he's gonna play too fast as a pass receiver, that's fine. Because you know you have to catch the ball first, right? And if you catch it, and you're just gonna go fast. That's good. Except on screens, like that's not a good thing. If he's going to outrun screens, you know, that's going to be a problem as well. So, you know, it's going to be it's it's going to be something to watch uh this coming Saturday. All right, your name and your social and we'll end it here. Hey, uh I missed the old Kanye no social. Um my question is about the running back group. Uh two-part question, how many guys do you see us keeping? Um and obviously, you know, which guys would those be? Cuz I, you know, we have a guy like Brooks who's sort of emerging through practice and I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, on Friday, so how many guys and uh, which guys do you see at this point? I think Thanks. they'll keep. I think they'll keep four, and then uh, Brooks. They'll try to pro- probably try to stash them into the in, into the practice squad. But four with, and believe it or not, I think Miles Gaskin makes it if they don't sign Dalvin Cook. If they sign Dalvin Cook, I think Miles Gaskin is gone, and Savon Ahmed is the last guy. I think Savon Ahmed, um, although Miles Gaskin had a better game on Friday. I think Savon Ackman has a leg up because he's really good in this system. And last year when, when pressed to perform, he actually did. He actually played well. Like, I don't think he had any bad moments last year, Savon Ackman. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's Mostert, it's Wilson, 
It's A-Chain and Ahmed. And then, you know, Miles Gaskin will, will either get cut or I doubt that they're going to try to stash him. I think he's he's probably, you know, he's at the end of the, the room and then Brooks is the one that they stash. I think that's probably the way that they go. All right, and we're going to end it right there. This was your camp report for August 13th, 2023. And we will they have one more practice tomorrow on the 14th and then they go to Houston. And I am not going to Houston. So we won't have camp reports for those days. Although, you know, I'll probably aggregate some of the some of the reports from from out there and then just, you know, throw them on here on a on on a podcast and we'll just talk about it. But that's it. There's no more. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.